The meeting of two minds on the Badger Shelf. We'll set the world to rights and try to find more Badger puns. Welcome to the Badger Shelf. Hello, and welcome to the Badger Shelf Q&A. Yeah, we're trying a new thing. Um, we get asked a lot of questions that are lovely questions, great questions. Not exactly big enough questions to fill a whole episode with, but that's no one's fault apart from Dave's. You bring Q's, we bring A's. That's yeah. the idea. So we decided we're going to have these short, rapid-fire episodes where we rattle through some good questions. Oh, yeah. Um, and as always, we can take questions through any of our social medias or you know, Discord is the best one. Discord is where it all happens, but we do have Facebook we do have an Instagram as well. Just made some lovely posts this very day upon them. Yes. And, <laughs> uh, there is a Twitter, but let, oh, yeah. let's see if Twitter's mm. still on by the time this episode comes out. That would be something. Goodness mm. me. But yeah, we thought we'd you know, change things up a bit, try something different, and rather than focus on one big topic, have lots of little chunky things to keep you entertained. Because people have short attention spans these days. This is going to be the audio equivalent of those videos online where it's like a clip from a film and then Subway Surfer and then someone else making slime as well and there's different things going on the screen. Have you seen these? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Ah! He was too busy watching a video. <laughs> Somebody juggling. Someone reading out Reddit comments while someone's playing Minecraft. Yeah, what is that? Oh. It's awful. The internet has become a barren wasteland. Honestly, if you make these videos, just <sighs> stop. It's just, yep. They're contributing nothing to society. <laughs> it's truly unbelievable. But anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a topic for another episode. <laughs> we'll do a deep dive. But we've got four or five or so questions here. We'll see how we get on. Yeah, so we've got we've got we've got a good list of questions. We're gonna see how many we can get through in half an hour, and mm. then we'll just keep building the list up with when people send us questions, and we'll just keep rattling through them. Send us more, and then we can do easy content like this. I mean, great content like this. Great content that you've asked for. <laughs> so, question one, Eddie. Ooh. What is the favourite episode of yours that we've done so far? Well, well, um, I was having a scroll back, and I was trying to think about all the episodes we've done. Over 30 now, all available to be heard on Anchor and Spotify and Apple and... Apple oh, Podcasts, Google, places. wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts. We've got 30 of the buggers. And there have been some very fun episodes in the mix. But I think, in terms of uh, actual enjoyment of the recording process, I think the episode um, where we debate the greatest film of all time was probably the best thing we've done in terms of audience interaction and sheer nonsense. That was actually such a laugh, getting everyone on, on stream with us. Literally, bringing people on, having live debates over the Discord, um, and just hilarity. If you haven't heard that one, it's very good. Um, it was just nonsense. Nobody could get a word in edgeways. We knew what the greatest film was, and they were trying to debate... And they were all incorrect. They're all incorrect. That's very close. <laughs> very close, but unfortunately, no. And uh, the Last Samurai. The Last Samurai, which you know, I mean, what? Come on, Ken. It, you know, your community outreach, if anything. Um, 
<laughs> and we we reminisced, you know, a lot. Um, for instance, uh, my little brother John brought the was he the, he was them Letterland Letterland. That's what it was, and it it caused hilarity and shock and horror amongst the listeners. People had never heard of Letterland, and those that had, it came crashing back into their minds in a in a, in a horrible, tormenting nostalgia wave, a tsunami of nostalgia. That was Sue Stalja. Sue Stalja, yeah, kicking K and Ugh. robbing R and all these. Oh, Letterland, Letterland. Oh. I, I I think I had an episode on it, or like an episode of it on like one of these VHSs of just like sporadic episodes of different shows. Oh yeah, you know, like I had must have had it for like Thomas the Tank Engine or something. But like <laughs> there was that at the end. I usually just turned it off at that point. But uh, it was a fever dream. It was like it was like a universe that Rick and Morty might visit. Just people made of letters. <laughs> what a horrifying existence! Like your whole purpose in life is dictated by the letter you're shaped as. Oh, just and no wonder the robber was living a life of crime. Like what else was he gonna do? Ruminate. Become a receptionist. A receptionist? No, his fate was sealed. And you talk about the, the monarchy, you know, the king and the queen. I mean, come on, it's not exactly like we've voted for them. They were born into that. Literally. And uh, Letterland, if you haven't seen Letterland, go check it out. But um, That was um, the brave little toaster that, that proper wrecked us. That's for the other one. Oh, the brave Chloe. little toaster. And that came close. That nearly defeated us. Because that is a powerful movie. And we all had a good cry, remembering the brave little toaster. Ah. And his trip to Mars. Oh, quite a scary movie. I was remembering. It's Watership Down levels of terrifying kids' animation. Yes. You know, it's the things they used to get away with, I tell you. <laughs> Unbelievable. But I reckon, I was having a think, and I like a lot of the episodes, but that was a hell of a fun time. That was a good episode. I, really I, I reckon we could do more live episodes if people want them. Uh, yes, I think we're definitely in better position for doing that now. Mm. Um, How are you? What would you say is your favourito? Uh, I think the probably the one I had the most fun on was the Superstitions episode. Oh, Superstitions! Yeah, that was a good one. Um, yeah, it was just it was just hilarious to me, um, and just the amount of flack I got off Ailey and her family for <laughs> <laughs> the witches of the West Coast. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I'm going to pay for that as well. Oh dear. Been for it now. But uh, no, that was that was probably the one I found the most fun to put together. Mm, it was a very interesting topic. We found some very cool stuff. And they're probably one of the best outros we've ever had. Oh god, uh, yeah, we sang us out. <laughs> I sang us out. Oh, it was delightful. With correct words and <laughs> a beautiful rendition baby <laughs> oh it was perfection yeah god damn that, that yeah that was a very fun there are some weird things that people believe crazy crazy people but of course the official answer is uh, our favourite episode is whichever one we're working on right now oh yeah this one's a blast um, but yeah. <laughs> Why don't you let us know in the comments what your favourite episode is? There's some crowd interaction. Yeah, if uh, if you've got a favourite episode, 
um, or if you say they're all amazing. Those are two things that we'd love to hear about. If you think that they're all crap, then I commend you for listening to all of them anyway. Please just validate us in whatever way you see fit. Oh, oh yeah. So let's go on to question two. Yes, we are. We're doing good for time. That was quick. This is, we're going to be over in no time. Bish, bash, bosh. Number two, come on. So, Eddie, Marvel or DC? Oh, now, this is, like, this is. Do you do you mean all together, like, yep. just Marvel and DC movies? or like Because there's different... There's the so whole many... thing. Uh... Which one takes... Uh, you, you, you've, you can only... You have to pick one of them, and you can only watch their films, read their comics, play their games, whatever. Because <laughs> this is complex. Yes. In terms of movie and TV output, Marvel obviously has the... Crown. Obviously. Oh, yeah. oh, how will it ever survive not watching The Flash? <laughs> but, but then you've got to consider the other things, because most of my favourite comics are Batman or, or DC... Uh, adjacent, like mm-hmm. Vertigo and stuff. Um, like, I like Marvel comics. You know, I've read a few good ones. There's some good, like Iron Man Extremis, Civil mm-hmm. War. Um, there's some really good Marvel comics, of course. But there's something about DC, about Batman in particular. It is just he 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 makes for an interesting story. He really does. This is the thing. I think if you'd asked me this years ago, I would have said Marvel films, DC comics. Mm. Um, however, certain runs of Spider-Man and Deadpool, I think, are just so much better than anything DC puts out. Oh, um, and they're very different as well. You know, the, the Spider-Man Deadpool runs are so fun. Oh yeah. Whereas Batman is like so grim, grandiose, and, and pondering. Here's the thing: see if you split off Batman from DC, this would be the easiest question. Oh, everything else is garbage. You know, I can't even think if I've read other. DC comics. Really. I, I, I've read a bit of DC. Like there's some, there's some really interesting Superman runs where it's not just about him having all the power. Red you know, Sun. Red Sun. Red Sun's Wolf. very good. <laughs> um, Martian Manhunter, I think, is a phenomenal character. He's sort of not as well known because he's not had any movies made about him. Yeah, I, I can't think really of any. And um, but it's all Batman adjacent. I'm sitting there going, "Oh, Birds of Prey." Now that's Batman adjacent. Uh, <laughs> It's the thing. We could split this off into Marvel or Batman, mm. and it would be the exact same because, like TV shows, Gotham oh. is the best DC TV show because all the rest are utter shite. <laughs> uh, games, Arkham Asylum series, they, Arkham again, Knight. Batman again, yeah, Batman. Holy I mean, shit! Are there any like oh, what other DC games have we got? Superman sixty four. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. See, on the game side as well, until, I mean, basically until the PS4 Spider-Man came out, I would have been DC all the way. PS1 Spider-Man. Well, true, actually. They have, again, it's Spider-Man versus Batman is what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Iron Man VR, though. No, I tell you, that's, that, that is a, that's a tasty game. And I, I, VR is a weird one for me because it often makes me feel a little seasick. But I had a lot of fun playing Iron Man VR. That is oh. that is probably the best like way they could have done that game. Mm. It is brilliant. It 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 was just seamless. Like the way it all came together. Very intuitive. Very uh comfortable controls. You're just sort of flying around, you're blasting stuff, and you're not thinking about it. 
it's all intuitive mm. yeah very cool oh it is tough i mean yeah i i could probably if i had to choose i could probably give up batman for everything else that marvel does yeah it would be a shame it would be a shame because I do love batman actually batman's got a really good vr game as well you need to play oh my oh my um but yeah well this is the thing you could also rephrase the question as batman or everything else in dc <laughs> and that's actually a really easy question it's so easy like the the one of there was a justice league show that was quite good mm. one of the series and there oh again there's batman goddamn and like <laughs> brave and the bold and all that yeah oh man what else has dc done christ man um i mean the shazam film was all right yeah that was quite fun shazam film was quite good actually yeah. but that's it really yeah, I am interested I, in I, seeing what James Gunn is gonna do now that he's um, in the, the helm. You know? Suicide Squad, just more Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah, Suicide Squad. I forgot that was DC. Ah, no, it's gonna be Marvel. It's always Marvel. Like it's, it's when you be. when you boil it down, the sheer amount of content that they've put out on Disney Plus over the last few years is just incredible. All these shows. And none of them miss. Some of them are better than others, mm. but they're all worth watching. And it's I'm just buzzing for season two, Loki. Oh, oh my god! I can't believe we're still waiting. That was that was twenty twenty, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, come on, Loki. God, it was good. Yeah. Okay. I thought this was going to be harder, but now that we've chatted about it, it's Marvel all the way, baby. I'm sorry, bats. I'm sorry, Batman. But he knew the risks. I'm not. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, um, I'd have to agree. It'd have to be Marvel for me as well. It's just so much more Marty vibe. Like, I've never really clicked with DC, apart from Batman. None of it entertains me. Batman is just the peak of it. And I don't know what it is about DC writing. I've just never gotten into it in any big way. Yeah. Like, there are people that are obsessed with The Flash and Aquaman, and they think they're the greatest characters ever. I just, I just don't see it, you know. Ooh. <laughs> I actually quite enjoyed the Aquaman movie. Now I haven't seen it, and I'm a big Momoa fan. But, yeah. Pour me up a tall glass of Momoa. I always say. <laughs> I mean, I think of it last time I heard you not say that. In a... <laughs> I'm always saying, pour me out a tall glass of Momoa. But I, yeah, I've heard the Aquaman films really good. The first Wonder Woman film was good. Yes. I've not seen the second one because it's meant to be the worst thing that's ever happened. I don't understand what it is that DC just can't keep the the energy up. It's very strange. Very strange. Mm. Ironically, Suicide Squad, complete opposite. The, I, that's some of the most fun I've had in the movie theatre was seeing The Suicide Squad, the second one James Gunn did. Oh, my God. Like laughing just like screaming at the screen at moments it was so fun it it's how movies should be mm-hmm. you know oh incredible film that's tough man i really like suicide squad oh it's marvel it, all, it comes back to marvel it all comes back everything i like is marvel again uh, let us know in the comments your opinions yeah give us your and, and everyone give us your pick for marvel or dc because you know what? You might have zero interest in comics and you just like the dark and gritty films. So mm. you'll be a Batman fan. A Batman fan. 
I'm yeah, a Batman fan. This this is the sort of healthy debate that we encourage. We want y'all people to be commenting in the Discord and ranting and raving, and we sit there going, <laughs> "Sweet engagement." <laughs> Look at those <laughs> numbers. Oh, he's very good. So there you go. I think that's pretty unanimous. We are a Marvel podcast. Yes, I, we are. <laughs> uh, Disney just uh, get in touch for sponsorship. I mean, if and as well, if you if you look at the extension of all the things that Disney owns, and if you had to give up all that as well, oh, it's unbelievable, man! Oh man, what a time! Mm. Well, there you go. Then here's one: Would you give up Marvel or Star Wars? What? Oh, oh, that's evil. Oh, it is evil. Oh, it's isn't so it? evil. Hmm. Again, it's what you said before a few years ago. It would have been easy to give up Star Wars. That's before the Mandalorian started coming out. If if you yeah in if in 2019 you asked me Marvel or Star Wars and we were in the year when both Last Skywalker and Endgame came out, it would have been Marvel all the way. It would have been Marvel every day of the week because Star Wars had reached a point where uh, they buggered themselves into uh, oblivion. Oblivion would really be the thing. Like, oh my god. And then we had Lockdown, and we had Disney+, Plus, and we had The Mandalorian, and Andor, and now Star Wars. It's just, oh my god. The things they've done with the TV format. I, th- oh. I find Star Wars actually works much better in the TV format. Yeah. Especially when you get away from the Skywalkers. Oh, yeah. That episodical, like... Not quite monster of the week thing, but just the way that it does Western pastiches so well. Yes. Like the man, the Mandalorian was like, oh, it was like a Western TV show, but with like aliens and things. It was so cool. It was like Firefly. That was kind of the vibe. Mm, yeah. It was Western sci-fi. It was cool. It was fun. It was mysterious and like bravado and ooh, and it was so much better than the sequel films. And I think it needs that. I think. We, we, you know, the era of prestige television that we've had shows that most of these great stories can work a lot better in long-form televisual formats. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> With the set pieces and homages. Oh, yes, and the ensemble cast. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's one for the old school old school fans there. Um, um, but, yeah, oh, my God. Because um, have you seen, have you finished Andor? I haven't actually. No. Oh, 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 oh my god! I've been very busy recently, and that's why I want to sit and just absorb properly. It is one of the best pieces of television I've seen. Like, not even just Star Wars. It is that is literally all I've heard about it. Is it's, it's almost perfect. Basically, because the person that wrote it doesn't really like Star Wars, and not that it doesn't like, but just really isn't a nerd. Basically. And there's all this talk where you say, oh, you should let people who have a passion for the thing make them. But sometimes just letting some guy come in and tell the story they want to tell brings some fresh air, you know. Yeah. And it meant that it wasn't jam-packed with fan service and nerdy little references and all sorts of stuff. It was a living, breathing world that happened to be in Star Wars. Yeah. And it was amazing. Oh, my God. It's essentially... Is it nine episodes? There's kind of three arcs to it. And it just builds and builds and just... Oh, the final yeah. episode is some of the greatest anything. 
know. Now you say, obviously, I've heard people saying it's the best TV show of all time. Well, uh, it's it, very good. It's very up there. <laughs> it, it definitely has some upcoming competition because we watched uh, the first part of The Last of Us this morning. Oh yes, we checked out. Um, we had a bit of about half an hour to kill, so we watched that. And uh, my God, mm. I'm buzzing to see the rest of it. But you know, we took, took we stepped back for you people. I hope you appreciate this. <laughs> we had work to do. You know, we are committed to the to the output. Um, but yes, if you have or haven't played The Last of Us, check the show out. Mm. Um, it's it's quite unique, I'd have to say, so far, in that. It's so true to the game, yet expands on it so well. Yeah, it's interesting. And of course, uh, Pedro Pascal <laughs> is one of my favourite character actors of all time now. Oh, yeah. Just like, he's incredible. He shows up, you're in for a good time. Yeah. Whatever he does. So we've both played most of the game. Yeah. Um, and watched it with, with, with my good wife, <laughs> who hasn't. The good wife. Um, and she was getting just as drawn in as we were. So it's not... She's loving it. It's not like it's leaning on the game. It's like like relying on nostalgia Mm. and relying on people being familiar with it to have a good show. But it's also not... Like pandering to new audiences. That's the thing that a lot of people don't like with... uh, there's, there was no obvious hand-holding, you know. Yeah. It wasn't going, this is what's happening to these people. It was very much showing rather than telling, yeah. which is good. And if you don't... And there were moments where she was like, what's that? What's happening? Does he come back? And it's like, you'll you'll find out, you know. Let let the story unfold. And um, But yeah, just because just she knows we've played the game, so she thinks... Well, that's true. We, we are the wise watchers. Yeah, Ailey loves a spoiler. But it was... Very well done. Just the the slow building of tension in the background as these characters were. Because essentially, if you've played the game, it just extends the intro and it does a little more backstory and there's a little extra character building and it just you know adds a little bit of drama, which you need in a TV show. You know, they're very different formats. We discussed this while we were watching it. That, oh yeah, you know, storytelling in games and t- uh, TV is very different. You you are playing it. And you're watching it, and it's passive and it's active, and they are two very different forms of storytelling. And so the show has done very well at towing the line. Oh yes, between adding stuff to keep you compelled, and then literally, like the last bit of it we watched was like frame for frame from the game, yeah. and it felt like the game. I don't know how they did it. Is that the... claustrophobic? Yeah. when you're in the car, like the handheld cam and the way they filmed it, and it felt like the game and I was oh I was oh. and just the people being so it just felt accurate mm. to like I'd love to watch them side by side because oh. that's exactly how it felt playing the game the dialogue and the angles and the way it was oh it was very well done yeah um, yeah if you if <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet give um the last of us uh, yes I'm mess I'm making a mess over here <laughs> Give the last of us a watch. Um, we're we're only like literally less than halfway into the first episode, and I'd give the entire series my rubber stamp of approval. Oh, yeah. um, but we will definitely be watching all of it. It's incredible, you know. I I want to finish. I, I've started replaying the game, and I want to finish it before watching the rest of the TV show. But so far, 
I, I'm ahead of it. <laughs> so yeah. that's good. <laughs> uh, but we, we've got we've gone off track. Um, we have. That wasn't a question. That was, we yeah. went a bit. We we didn't. Oh no. Uh, so question three. What's this one? Do you do you both honestly believe that uh, Godzilla, Godzilla versus Megalon is the greatest <laughs> film of all time? How dare you? Yeah, I think I just just yes. How, yes. Okay. Um, we did a whole episode on it. Yeah, get get out awesome. Who we will? There will be vengeance. <laughs> the blasphemy. Uh, question four. <laughs> question four. Moving on. What is the most exciting thing you've ever done? Oh, uh, I know the most exciting thing you've ever done. What do you What do you reckon it is? I was probably getting up on stage with Jimmy Carr. That's what I'm thinking. Holy yes. Do you want, should we Should we do mine first? Or do you want to do yours? Well, first? you do yours first. I'll think about mine. Okay. Well, um, so long. I mean, uh, people that know me in real life and listeners of the show will be aware. Um, did we talk about it in an episode? We talked about going down to London in that three Jimmys. A tale of three Jimmys. Tale of three Jimmys. I don't um, know if we ever. Oh no, we did in the January first. In the January episode, but we didn't give a lot of it away because there was still it hadn't been on air yet at that point. Yeah, okay. Basically, um, if you know in real life, you're aware that at the start of this year, last year, bloody hell, it's already this year, um, January, <laughs> January 2020. A programme was on the television called I Literally Just Told You. No, 2022, Edward. Oh, God, I don't know what year we are. Um, 22. I Literally Just Told You, a Channel 4 show with Jimmy Carr. Fun new quiz game show thing. And little old me was on it. And as part of it, there was a sort of twist ending. I don't want to give too much away again, you see. Oh, it's, it's, been it's, been a, it's been a year. It's been a year. You know what's happened. If you've not watched it, pause now. Go look it up. Come back. It's on all four. You can watch it's it. It's on all four. It's on there. Um, the main, the main. I mean, the highlight reel is on YouTube. They put together a highlight thing. Yeah. Basically, I filmed it back in August. Was on the TV show. August twenty twenty one. August twenty twenty one. Um, got to the final. To everyone's surprise, I just uh, physically couldn't believe it. It was. I don't know how I stayed in. It was just sheer cheekiness. I think because <laughs> I don't know. I, I loved I, people I, I who full sense like, of security. Mr. Greggs had um, paid for you to get kept on the show a bit longer. <laughs> the good advertising. I had a man in my corner. Um, basically, got to the final, didn't win. The other guy won. All very happy. I went home, went back to work. Lovely. A few weeks later, I got a phone call saying, "Oh, uh, Jimmy Carr had a great time. He loved meeting you. He'd like to invite you down to London, come and see his stand-up show." Diddly do. And I was like, "Oh, that's very nice." So September time, Andy and I head on down to London Town and. Uh, Go, to go and see Jimmy Carr at the O2 Academy Arena. Yeah. And we, um, as two Scotsmen on holiday, we started drinking a breakfast in the airport and had a wonderful day in the pubs of London. We had quite a <laughs> session. We we day drank to show them, like, it was as if we were the, the first, uh, the vanguard of the Scottish invasion. We were showing them what, what life could be like. And... Um, <laughs> We get on the tube and we stagger on round to. Uh... Well, we had we had a really good lay in London up up to that because yeah, we were just like s- like strolling around, finding <laughs> bars, finding Man. random places for food. Like we are oh, great time. Is that one bar that had like an app that you could put stuff on the jukebox from the table? Oh, the, the grapes, the grapes or something, something grapes. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, it was I don't cool. know. I was. 
We yeah. were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we turn up to the O2. We're having a great time. And he does his show. It's a wonderful first half. And he gets to the halfway point And he starts going, Oh, so um, I've been a bit busy recently. Earlier this year, I filmed a TV show called I Literally Just Told You. And I was going, Oh, that's interesting that he'd talk about that. And then he goes, And actually, there was a great guy in it. There was a fun guy called Eddie. And he's in the audience tonight. And I go, that, that, that's weird. And then, and then the lights come on. And he goes, hey, would you like to stand up? And I'm like, oh, my God. And he bring, brings me up on stage. And uh, I go around and I go through all the security and stuff. And while I was doing that, he was, what was he saying? Because he, so he was giving everyone a bit of a background of the show. Mm. So it's like, so we tell everyone the answers before. Well, the answers have come up before the questions come up. All the questions are related to stuff that's happened on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the whole gimmick. So Basically, just, yeah. the questions are given to you is the idea. The answers and then are he, given he to told you. us all about um, you losing in the final. Yes. So I arrive, I get on stage, and we have a little bit of banter, a little bit of banter. I was sozzled and loving life and just uh, talking to the crowd of the O2 as if they were my friends. Just like, hello, everybody. <laughs> Having a wonderful time flying by the seat of my pants. And he gets to the point where he goes, so you didn't win, obviously. But we didn't give you the information in order to answer that question. And I'm starting to go, oh, uh, what? And I, I sort of start, and he goes, yep. And, you know, when you make a mistake like that, you've got to own up. You've got to own your mistakes. And uh, I'm starting to go, wait, wait, what? <laughs> As my brain begins to malfunction. And he goes, so, obviously, Chese is going to keep his money. Fair and square, he won it. But... He reaches into his shiny suit jacket and pulls out a check and goes, that's £18,000, and gives it to me. And I'm stood on the, on the O2 arena stage in front of a thousand people. And I just freak out. I, it goes wild. The whole world stops spinning and time ceases to be. And I don't, I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. My, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm adrift in a sea of unconsciousness. And eventually they get me off stage and into a green room and they get Andy. <laughs> and I, I've never had like a panic attack before. But the way they've been described, that's what I felt. I, yeah. could, I could barely breathe. I was just like, I couldn't, I, I was feeling faint. I couldn't see. <laughs> and they were trying to get me to put my bank details down. And I was like, I can't even, whew, I can't even focus. And uh, so that was very exciting. <laughs> but that was September and it didn't air till January. And I had to keep this under wraps for like six months. It was five months. Uh, anyway, half a year no. until four months. Yes, four months. It's still a long time. A third of a year, a quarter, a third of a year uh, until January sixth. Sixth, and we had a lovely uh, watch party in the Innes Bar. Whoop whoop. And we, you knew what was going to happen. And Obviously, we, we, I was there. We, we kept it secret from everyone, apart from Ailey, who we told in the hotel later on, because we couldn't keep it to ourselves. Because we kept drinking. <laughs> we kept. We went out. Oh my god! <sighs> and like, yeah, that's the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. I I still can't. Like, it's been a year. It's been a year and a half, and I still don't haven't quite processed it. It still doesn't feel real. The whole experience. I, I am thinking. I've been thinking about it. And I can't think 
Obviously, there's like getting married and stuff, mm. but I can't think of any other event I've done that's more exciting than like be, like ending up backstage unexpectedly with Jimmy Carr. Yeah, because you they were like, oh, should we should we bring a friend? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> Yeah, I need an adult. And you come in, and then you just start bantering, and then we end up just sitting, sitting with Jimmy Carr, having a drink, just chatting, chatting backstage at the O2. Just extended his like his break in the middle of the set, so yeah. Chat with us a bit longer. Oh, we'll just sit here for a bit. We'll catch up, um, and we're just talking away. And he's like, "So, how have you been, Eddie? What you been up to?" You know, and it's just we're just sitting there with our cheap beers, like. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Trying to be cool. It was when when you were like getting filmed that bit with you and the chick that's mm. that showed right at the end of the episode, and I'm just standing there t- chatting away to the producer, and this other guy sort of comes up to my other side and he's like, "Oh, he's ridiculous, isn't he?" I go, "Yeah." And I look round and it's Jimmy Carr. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "It was so weird." Oh, just because you 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 think of these people like Jimmy Carr type characters and stuff as. Uh, untouchable. They are so They're larger than life. Like he he is when I think of celebrities, you think of Jimmy Carr. He is just so well known. Like as a as a British entertainment figure, he's probably one of the most famous people in the country. And it was the moment, like literally when we got taken out and put onto the set at the start of the day, and I was sat closest to him and his little podium, and I was just sat there looking at him, and I didn't it didn't seem real. Because he's a TV man. And I was just looking at him. And he was like, so how are you doing? You all right? And I was like, oh, I'm fine, yeah. I'm good. And he was like, okay. It took me so long to like ease into it. I was so nervous at the start. Oh, it was a weird day. And then we just, yeah, ended up chatting bollocks with Jimmy Carr. What a day. What a weird day. That was, that was quite a day. <laughs> oh. God, I yeah. And I then mean, we ended up just like the next morning having ciders by the Thames, <laughs> just sort of contemplating life. Oh, and because we had to travel back into London with oh, the audience, we all knew you just got eighteen grand. <laughs> all chatting away to me. Oh, there was a lovely um, Essex man who was like, "Oh, get in touch, man. I've got a dealership. I'll get you a good deal." Hey, and he was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> there was those two lassies that literally would not oh my god they were desperate to fire in and um, I just wanted to sleep so we we, we dodged them at the at station <laughs> we gave them the slip um, so if you're out there young ladies I have calmed down now and uh, uh, and spent in. all the money <laughs> <laughs> so you can buy the drinks <laughs> Oh, because they were like, yeah, let's, let's fucking go out. Let's go and party, man. And I'm just like, I don't know. I know like, whoa. We had been drinking for, like, nearly 14 hours by that point. <laughs> we were done. I, I literally needed to be in a locked room and just lie down and, and decompress. I was, as I said, I was still freaking out, as I say. So, yeah, in terms of exciting things... Pretty exciting. That was an exciting day. Like it's so, it and it still feels surreal. I don't yeah. know about you, but I still think about it, and it's just that happened. Like it I wasn't mean, even happening to me, and it's still <laughs> one of the most exciting things I lived through. <laughs> oh my god! And it's, but it's it, what amazes me is just how cool these like these people are. 
because people ask me, like, oh, what was Jimmy Carr like? Was he a fucking, was he a pure prick? And I'm like, no, he's literally the loveliest man. He's actually so lovely. I'm ah. so, sorry, Jimmy, if this is ruining your reputation. You know. He's lovely. Well, he's, you know, he's done it himself. He's had this book come out and he's been on tour and doing chat shows and trying to, you know, reinvent his image as actually a, a nice guy. So he's, uh, oh man, crazy times. Absolutely crazy. Pretty exciting. Very exciting. Yep. You know? <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you the amount of times I've told that story. People mm. asking, oh, so what happened? Uh, surely Eddie knew about that before he got on stage. And I'm like, no, he had no idea. Because <laughs> no the entire time I've been telling him, Eddie, you don't just get invited to London to watch someone. And like, there's something's got to be up. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, this is just what it's like in the industry. <laughs> Pure acting, a big man trying to be like cool. I'm networking. <laughs> God, like people still ask me about it. There, there are people online that like go, "Oh my God, I've seen you on that show. It's I've found you," and it's it's a year ago, and people are still impacted by it. Oh, it was incredible. It is incredible. I, yeah, I've done I've done a lot of mad stuff, and that is still the maddest. Just the, and it's like the butterfly effect. It's just this series of things that happened one after the other, and it, you know, it all could have not happened. It's so weird how how fragile life is, you know. Yeah. Um, if you've got no idea what we've just been talking about, the footage is online. It's all very good television. It's on our Insta. It is on our Insta. Yeah. Mm. Um, like lit like. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Incredible. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop talking about it because I am wabbling. You're getting yourself worked up. <laughs> well, that's us getting about time. We do have one more question for uh, from Dave from Glasgow. Oh, but, lovely. Um, we don't have time, so we'll pick it up next time, and uh, we shall see you then. Bye. Bye.